Today's date is April 7th, 2023, and this is episode 16. Hello and welcome to This is an Official Godcast. I'm a little concerned right now about your salvation and stuff. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Now Jesus went to the desert 40 nights and 40 days. When he got tired and hungry, his father, he would pray. But the devil came to Jesus, said, if you want to be fed, why don't you turn these big old worthless stones to bread? Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Then the devil he took Jesus to the temple up on top. And he said, if you are the son of God, jump off of this moving rock. But the scripture says that angels will slow you falling down. And they'll gently put your feet back on the ground. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Then the devil gave to Jesus to a mountaintop to show all the cities and the nations and the kingdoms here below. And the devil gave to Jesus, you can have all that you see. If you will just bow down and worship me. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, he said, don't tempt the Lord thy God. Hello and welcome to this is an official Godcast. Thank God it's Good Friday. My name is Ron Johnson. I'm here with Flightworks Mary and Duncan McGregor. Tonight, giving his testimony, our special guest, Nathan Mooney. Let's say hello to everybody. Flightworks Mary, let's start with you. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing fantastic. It's a beautiful sunshiny day be. here in Michigan. What's going on in Minnesota? You got five feet of snow out there still? Oh no, we have sun today. Finally, it's beautiful. Sun. It's going to be seventy like this weekend. Nice. And I'm looking at yeah. the background of Nathan. Uh, he's got some sunshine too. Nathan, how are you today, sir? Look at that beautiful sunshiny day. 
I'm doing wonderful. The temperature is not too bad. It's getting a little chilly now. It's getting to nighttime, but still, it's a beautiful, sh- sunshiny day, and I'm enjoying it. Awesome. Thank you for being here today. And Duncan McGregor. Hello, sir. How are you today? I'm doing great. Apparently, Minnesota spring weather came down to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like down there? It's uh, in the 50s. Um, overcast. Been raining for the last three days. We've got about five inches of rain. Beautiful. No, no snow, but yeah, this it's it's colder here, I think, than it is up in Michigan and Minnesota. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're getting a warm spell this week. Uh, nice. Next week we're supposed to have sixties and seventies, and then oh, wow. and then you know into the week after that they're calling for forties and fifties again. So it's right and back snow probably, <laughs> and we'll probably get some snow and an ice storm, so that'll be great. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I actually we, had somebody today tell me that um, thunderstorms in May. I'm sorry, April means frost in May. So maybe that's the case. And unfortunately, we might have frost up until May. April showers don't bring May flowers anymore. It's different nowadays. (laughs) That's not going to help the peppers. No, no peppers. So some of you might notice we've got Duncan McGregor here. That's a little odd, wouldn't you say? (laughs) We were actually supposed to have Jeff here today but jeff wasn't feeling well he called out at the very last moment but uh that's okay that's fine when that happened i was like no problem no big deal we'll see what god has in store and uh duncan picked up the phone and here he is without us just with a second's notice here he is so thank you duncan we appreciate you filling in short notice my pleasure and absolute absolute honor like i said we have each other's back so i'm definitely not gonna say no and then tonight my brother nathan mooney's on I'm not going to say no to that. I know, right? <laughs> I thought it was a perfect pair up with Jay- Jeff and Moonwolf because they've been on your show together so many times. And when Jeff couldn't be here, I think you're the next best get- next best option was to have you here. Perfect. It is your show. So, yeah, we'll pair you guys up again. Fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> uh, Nathan, thank you so much for being here. Um, you are truly a blessing to us all. Uh, thank you for coming on and sharing your testimony with us. We appreciate yeah, you. Appreciate that. Thank you. And um, I'm hoping that my testimony can help touch some other people out there who maybe went through similar circumstances throughout my life and uh, can help them bring healing and lead them to a better relationship with God. Praise God. I know it will. Absolutely. Uh, just a couple announcements before we get started. Um, Anyone who has prayer requests during the testimony, please write those into chat and tag Mary. We'll pray for you at the end of the show. Also, next week, we have Dustin Nemos from the podcast, The Nemos News Network. He's going to be here next Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern time on Podbean. If you want to catch the chat live, April 14th is the date on that. The week after that, we're going to have another guy you might know here from Bards Nation. You might know this guy, Jack the Bridge. Another mm-hmm. podcaster, Jack the Bridge, uh, he is coming out, and he will. Jack Tard will be giving his testimony on April twenty first, seven p.m. Eastern, right here on Podbean. And we're gonna have a special co-host that week as well. With Punky Puster will be here, which is gorgeous. And um, also more announcements tonight on Podbean is hopping here. No need to go anywhere. Just fall asleep with your phone in your hand. Right after this, we got Conley followed by Bardsey. Followed by Duncan with the Kilted Christian Show, and then Fishers at Midnight at Midnight Eastern. Okay. So it's always a good Friday around oh, yes. here. It's always a good yes. Friday. Today is just Friday. particularly yes. good. <laughs> yes. All right. Okay, we're going to get started. Duncan, if you'd like to lead us off in prayer, and then uh, Mooney, we'll get to your testimony. Thank you. Absolutely. Everybody would please bow your heads. 
Heavenly Father, thank you so much for absolutely everything. Your Lord, we take so much for granted here on this earth when you give us everything that we need. We just need to show a little bit more appreciation daily, Heavenly Father. Today, this week is one of the most special weeks in our lives, dear Lord. This is the this is the week where you gave us a chance to getting into heaven. And although every Friday is a great Friday and every week and every day is a great way to celebrate you and to reach out, dear Lord, this is just one of the best excuses that we have to come together and celebrate everything that you did while you were alive walking this earth and even to your death, dear Lord, where you gave us that chance, that one chance to get into heaven. So Heavenly Father, I ask on this day that you send us all out on our missions. Let us all find the strength that we have within us. Let us learn those valuable skills that you have been given us throughout our entire lives, dear Lord, so that we can work and serve you in the greatest ways here. Dear Lord, we've gotten so distracted over our lifetime and we've walked down the wrong path. And, and now we are finding that narrow path together, strengthen our relationship and our faith with you. And we're helping others to do the same. So Heavenly Father, I want to thank you. Thank you for waking us up when you did and not just waking us up to find that relationship with you, but getting us on the mission and getting us excited about it to where we find that serving you and doing works for you here on this earth gives our lives all the meaning that we possibly need. So Heavenly Father, don't let us be distracted any longer. Let us not worry about our finances. Let us not worry about the stress of materialism and all of these, these things that have been distractions on this earth. Let us focus on the only thing that matters, and that is you and our kingdom. Dear Lord, there's a lot of people during this time that are still sleeping. They're stubborn. They don't want to wake up. But you know what, Father? We were the same way at one time. And you had so much patience with us, with every one of us, that you worked on us throughout our lives. Even before we knew you, you knew us, and you were working in our lives, setting us on the missions that we would eventually be on once we found you and once we accepted you into our hearts. So, Lord, thank you for that opportunity. But don't let us waste the seconds here on this earth. Let us do what we can to help other people find the beauty and that relationship that we have found with you. Let it never be through the words, Heavenly Father. Let it be through our actions. Let our fruits that we bear speak so loud. People find the excitement in finding you that we have knowing you. Dear Lord, we messed up every single day. We make mistakes, but you have given us an opportunity daily to repent for the mistakes that we have made, to mend our armor, to strengthen ourselves, to strengthen our faith with you. And I thank you for that, Heavenly Father. But I also ask in this time that you give us that same patience with others. Sometimes, dear Lord, it gets hard. We get distracted. We get angry. We get flustered. We get stressed over everything that's happening in this world with those people that are, seem to be against us. But Heavenly Father, there were people in Scripture that were against you as well. And they turned around and ended up being some of your greatest warriors. So Heavenly Father, let us have the same patience with those others so that we can turn them around so that they may be your great warriors too. Let's build our army more and more, dear Lord, and never let us forget to hate the sin but not the sinner. Dear Lord, the sinner can always turn around. All they need to do is find you in their hearts to see you and to recognize that everything that we have on this earth, every great thing we have on this earth is because of you. Every great thing we do on this earth is because of you. Let us always recognize that. Let us always thank you. In Jesus Christ's name and my heavenly Father's name, I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Duncan. Thank you, Duncan. My pleasure. I'd just like to uh, also add into that, please, Lord. Um, Watch over Jeff and help him with healing at the uh, first back issue that he's dealing with right now. I know that you can have a healing hand over top of him and help bring him back to full function, Lord. In your name, pray. Amen. 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 
Well, Nathan, if it's okay, we I want to ask your permission. Is, is it okay if we interrupt you during this? We like to interrupt. I was going to say, absolutely. This inter this testimony is not something that I have prepared. There's no flow to it other than just okay. coming before you as myself. And feel free to ask questions. Feel free to interrupt me. It's, it's perfectly fine because it probably helps bring out the story in a way, but also helps clear up some things. So. Yeah. Okay, good. We, we generally have some questions. We like to interrupt. And if anyone that's listening here live in chat has any questions, just tag myself, Mary, or Duncan, and we will get that question into Moonwolf for you. Okay, Moonwolf, whenever you're ready, you have the floor. And, and again, okay. thank you again so much for being here. We, we greatly appreciate you. Are, you are a blessing to us all. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Now, I've listened to a lot of other testimonies before mine, and there were some wonderful testimonies. Um, I mentioned before that I only hope that mine has able to do some good to people who are listening. I know there's a lot of people dealing with different issues in their life. And, um, as a fellowship, we try to come together and strengthen each other. And some issues that we personally dealt with in our life help us help the other brethren in our life who are dealing with similar issues. Um, I'd like to mention that even though this is not an explicit um, it, testimony there's not going to be a lot of language and stuff and there is going to be some subject matter touched upon that might not be something you want your kids to listen to just yet so if, if there's any parents who um, might want to wait until this is a recording um, so that way they can pre-screen it please feel free to do so i'll try Thank to keep you. it as pg as possible but there are some things that i was exposed to as a kid that kids should not be exposed to Thank you, Nathan, for that. Yes, thank you. So um, starting off, um, I come from a household that you would say was, they were Catholic by, um, by generation. You know, um, Spanish heritage, they grew up Catholics. My grandma was from Ireland, where she had an Irish faith, even though she was English because she married an Irishman. So she was Catholic as well. But we never really went to church regularly. We never went to mass. Uh, we we had our own um, understanding of it that things were bad, some things were good. We wanted to honor the Father in a way that we could, but we didn't have that drive to read the Bible when I was a kid. At the same time, I was blessed with a mother who was very patient, very loving. Um, I couldn't ask for a better mother. I had a father who wasn't an angry person who was very level-headed in some ways, but he worked in an area where he was dealing with a lot of environmental toxicity. And it caused him to do things that were not, um, not really what you would call moral or right. And I, I kind of look at it this way, the toxicity in his mind probably messed with his filter a lot. So to give you an instance, my dad um, had no problem watching pornography near us like he would have it up in the kitchen screen on the computer in the kitchen we were walking by in and out and after a while as a kid you get exposed to that it becomes ingrained in you or it becomes imprinted upon you and you start um, seeing things that wake up a part of you that's not supposed to be woken up not for until you're married or in your adulthood um, that being said um, he also would give advice that i thought was very very worldly such as you can be with as many women as you want, as long as you are using protection. My mom, on the other hand, was the opposite. She was like, son, you need to find that one woman and do honor to God by marrying that one woman and being with her the rest of your life. So you can understand the conflicting nature I had growing up, having 
two parents telling me two separate things. Um, I was blessed that even as a kid, I had some understanding of right and wrong. I had a moral basis and I don't know where it came from other than I say my mom and um, some of the loving people I had around me. That still didn't change the fact that I was exposed to pornography young. And it caused me to start watching it at a young age. Um, I would never consider myself to be at the extreme level. I wasn't watching it every day. I would have times where I wouldn't watch it at all for months. It just didn't have any effect on me to where I was interested in it. And it seemed like, the, especially when I was in relationships, I was more focused on trying to be that good boyfriend, that good godly husband in a way. And I did my best. I didn't come to Christ until I was around 12 years old where I started going to something called uh, Royal Rangers. It is similar to Boy Scouts, but for the churches. Now, Royal Rangers had these little camp trips that we'd go to, and over there they called the altar call, and I, I answered it. And I truly felt a little change in my life that something was inside of me. Um, I'm happy to say that that led onto a path where I was um, starting to look into the Bible more and learn about God. Actually, I read the book from front to back. You know, I read from Genesis to Revelations. Uh, it took me about two years to do it at a time, but it was um, really a growing experience. Still, though, being in the house where I was, um, my dad progressively got worse, and he was exposed to three times the lethal dose of cadmium in the system when he did the, the, the doctor's testing. He also had lead and mercury and a few other heavy metals. Three times a dose of what? Cadmium. Lethal dose. Okay. He should have been dead a long time ago. Um, but you know us Irishmen, we don't give up. So That's right. <laughs> Scots and Irish were pretty hardy people. So um, There was a point where he was laying up in bed just swollen and couldn't move. So he had to go to disability very young. But it also caused him to do some things that were very damaging to the family involving other members of the family. And that is a testimony for somebody else that I won't go into, but you can extrapolate from that what might have happened. Um, those types of things, uh, when somebody does something like that to another family member, it leaves a huge scar. And there was a lot of destruction that happened from it. But you can imagine that when you start seeing the mental state of somebody being declining over the years and understanding the background behind it, you can forgive somebody for their actions but not remove the consequences of those actions. When we dealt with that as a family, it caused a lot of scars on the people that it was done to and the person it was done to. Um, relative and the the separation of having him have to be gone from the family for a long time was we had to start growing up pretty quick mom was still there she was homeschooling us at the time you know she brought us into um, all these functions to kind of keep us always hungering to grow in learning and educating ourselves and learning how to be self-sufficient um, my my life with god kept getting pulled back and forth. I was growing with him constantly, but I've always had that nagging thing that did I really understand what I was doing. 
Because if I was really saved, why would I still have this desire to look at something I shouldn't be looking at? And I think a lot of us Christians who are young and early in it have that same struggle. I think another one of your guests even mentioned that on his testimony, where it causes us to pull away from him and wants it makes us want to like feel like we're too dirty to be around him. And we don't grow like we should and draw nearer to him when it's the most important time to draw nearer to him. So is there any other questions right now before I move on, by the way? Do you have anything you wanted to ask? No. Uh, I, I was a Royal Ranger. You were a Royal Ranger. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Did you have that little leather thing you put on your belt and you had beads on it when you when you got to like certain, when you accomplished certain um, things, you know, like Bible verses or anything? No, you didn't have those? I think I still have them somewhere in, it in the basement. I was only in a couple years. Yeah. So let's see, there's another part that I'm glad you brought that up. So yeah. I was in Royal Rangers for about a year and a half. But when all this stuff went down with my, my father, um, you saw another of the church that you shouldn't see. You started seeing the rumors spread and the, uh, the what do you call it, the, the term that people gossip spreading around yeah. and the destruction that that can cause too. Um, so it caused me to have to leave that church for my family. And it kind of puts a damper on some things when you think about Christians. Yeah, that's Again, one though, thing that that's one thing that people are really that people really give Christians a hard time about. One is just what you said is gossiping, because we're very good at gossiping. We're human. Um We are. And the and the other thing is um where was I at? <laughs> Gossiping. Oh, um, being hypocritical. Christians are really good hypocrites too. Yeah. I, you know, to the subject you were just speaking of, you know, I've seen people, you know, who I find to be pretty brave that are online posting, you know, basic repenting publicly, you know, um, some of them were talking about pornography specifically and, people and shame them. it was yes. amazing how many people tried to shame him. Yeah. Yeah. And and all the guy is trying to do is being like, I'm like two months away from this. So instead of supporting him, like, great job, keep going, people were shaming him for it. Mm -hmm. It's the same with other issues that people, other sins in people's lives, uh, drug addictions and stuff. People are trying to get clean, but you know, people are always um, knocking them down. And um, I know you have to kind of balance that trust between um, a person's history, but at the same time, you don't want to be their stumbling block to cause them to go back into it when you can be lifting them up and helping them survive that transition from out of that life. And you just fall. I, I know some wonderful former drug addicts, addicts who became on fire for God, and they were some of the most amazing testimonies you will ever hear, such as yours, Duncan. You had some similar testimony. And I've run into people like that throughout all my travels around the country. People who have amazing gifts that were just being drawn down by the drug addictions and they got into it, whether because of uh, depressions, um, different situations, social situations, was something that I never wanted to be that stumbling block to somebody else. And coming from my background, I started to look at it as there are things that people do, but you have to weigh whether they were mentally there when they were doing them or was it some other it, some other factor causing it and it goes back to my my love for law um, i've always had a passion for learning about the constitution and law and one of the big things in law is when the person is being tried for a crime there has to be a mens rea and an actus rea figured out in there like they have to be guilty of not only the act but the mental state of mind behind the act 
And I apply that same situation to people who do everyday problems. Is it a person just evil in the heart? Or is a person who's making a mistake? There's a different weight and measurement that goes behind that in my book. And God is the perfect judge. I don't want to be the, I don't want to break that rule that he has given us that what you judge somebody out as, you also be judged as. So um, I have a training going in the background. Is that causing any issue? Or are you guys still hearing the just, background? Just keep going. You're good. I don't hear okay. it. I think we're good. Yeah. So by the grace of God, we ended up falling into another church where the pastor was that shining example of what a pastor should be. He followed the book as he read it. He lived the example that, was an example that the rest of the congregation could look up to. You know, he was a loving husband. He had loving kids that he just did everything he could to be that godly example and that godly leader towards. And it kind of made you see a, a person who is being that role model that you would hope was in your life, but maybe you might not have it. You can look up to that role model and emulate that. And it made me question when I was younger, was I really saved? You know, the mental state behind it. Did I know enough to really have my salvation? And I know that some people feel like once saved, always saved, or if you've done it once, no matter how old you were, um, you're going to be saved for the rest of your life. But again, I came from that Catholic background where I was baptized as a baby. And they say that when you're baptized as a baby, you're saved. But I had no no choice in that matter. I had no knowledge of it going on. It's just something that was done to me. So, so not an intentional, not an intentional thing where you made a decision to do that? Okay. Exactly. So when I was in another situation where they had an altar call again, even though I had gone once before in Royal Rangers, I went again. At this point, I was also um, engaged. I had a, a person who I was with as my first, and I treated her the best way I could. Being so young as we were, though, when we got married, it was still a lot of stuff that was destructive in our relationship that we had no maturity to handle. So I was married at one point in my life. I was young. And we ended up getting divorced when I was 20. And you can imagine that kind of scar that leaves on somebody who has um, this one upbringing where our parent was saying, you find that one woman, be with her the rest of your life and be that good Christian example. And then having another one telling you that you can sleep around. So it put a, it, it made me question how, how really faithful I was to God. And I failed. That hurt me more than a lot of people can realize. That was a big point in my life. I never wanted to go through a divorce. And that was one thing that brought me down. When I got divorced, it was, you know, depression a little bit, not to the extreme, but I was, I was going out and kind of dabbling in that sinful world. And again, pornography was very, very easy to access because of how our society is and the damage that that causes people don't realize just how much it changes a person's brain and it took me a long time to really meditate upon it and realize just how it was affecting me and especially being introduced to this family over here you start learning the background behind it that you don't really hear about as a everyday person um 
And I can say that about five, six months ago, I made a conscious confession to a brother of mine that that was something I had struggled with. And ever since then, that public confession to him and saying, I don't want to look at it anymore. I don't want to have anything to do with it anymore. has helped me tremendously stay away from it since then. I've been tempted on occasion. You know, there's always that battle that he tries to come back at you. Just a couple of days ago when I was going to give this testimony, I was trying to say, I've been this long without having the the interest in looking at it. And here you go. Two days ago, I was tempted again, but I was thankful that I was able to, to overcome it. It was something that God and you know, my 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 relationship with my brothers and be like, no, I don't want to have to say that I let them down again. But I knew there's a lot of men out there who are struggling with the same issue, and a lot of women who are apparently struggling with it too. And, and I, I hope and pray that they start listening to this testimony and see that there is a possibility of overcoming it. It is not something that you can do on your own, do you have to kind of bring somebody else in to say, Hey, this is what I'm struggling with. God is right there with you. Forget exactly how the other person worded it, but by yourself, you cannot overcome these sins. Right. You have to rely on God. You know, and it does say in the scripture that if you confess our sins to one another, he is faithful and true to forgive us our sins and heal us. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty key that you, opened up to somebody. And like I always say, you know, that's the bravest thing anybody can do is to be vulnerable like that. So, you know, it it really is, especially this topic, Um, you know, because I think people are more willing to talk about their drug abuses and stuff like that than they would about this particular subject. And, you know, you growing up in a different time than the children today. And, you Mm -hmm. know, now you go on social media and you're basically looking at soft porn. and just photos on Twitter and stuff like that. So our children now are having an even more difficult time than men prior to this and females prior to this. I mean, you know, I didn't have the conversation with my father who sat down and explained me the dangers of this kind of stuff. You know, obviously you didn't either. Um, is this something that you think that, that should be a, a staple in a conversation with a young child anymore? And then, you know, how early would you pose this? I absolutely would. I would say that you have to take discretion with it. Obviously, they're still children and you don't want to remove that innocence from them. But you have to make them aware of some of the dangers out there and um, just explain to them, you're going to be attacked with certain things. And as you get older, they're going to affect you more and more. And if you let them come into your life, it will take hold. It will become a shackle around your your ankle. And you'll always be struggling with it. Um, some people have drug addictions. I've never had a problem with drugs. Some people have uh, drinking addictions. I never had a problem with drinking. My vice was what I was exposed to as a child. So anybody who has children, if you have these problems, please, I beg you, do not let your children see them. Um, I would say get rid of it all. Because there, I mean, as a, as a little boy growing up, you can understand just how easy it was to find something around the house that was left hidden. You're a kid. You explore everywhere in the house. You start seeing things that you should not see. Yeah. And those images scar you. Yeah. And you, what you see matters, you know, the eyes are the windows to the soul. There's a lot of truth to that. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm grateful that even though I was seeing, I had a, 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 a self-consciousness about it. You know, I knew that it was wrong. I, I felt disgusted whenever I was watching it. It's like, all right, I'm, I can't take this. I saw it. 
if I'm disgusted by what I'm looking at, but I'm still kind of pulled to look at it for some reason. I never got that. And I know there's a lot of guys out there who feel the same way. They're, they're, they're conscious is telling them one thing, but the world is telling them another. And it's a battle between those two, two issues. Yeah, most definitely, man. It, you know, and this is a rough one because it's not one, you know, and, and somebody had mentioned in the chat too, especially now with all the demons trying to indoctrinate children sexually in, in our schools at very young ages with gender transformations. And it's gotten well beyond this, you know, it, it, in the seven deadly sins, um, you know, it doesn't mention that specifically in scripture, but I'm understanding why people point those out. And it's because they're all humanly flesh things. Those things keep us preoccupied instead of, you know, occupied with what we need to be occupied with. And that's the kingdom, you know, so it makes sense why they, they stress those seven, you know, lust being probably one of the biggest ones, I think right up there with drugs, you know, and this is one of those things that people don't look at very much. They talk about drug problems, but they don't talk about this, this aspect, which to me is just as dangerous to children because it does it. it you said it, it damages your brain in ways no different than drugs do. And then it kind of sets you forth into life. Um, and it's hard to break old habits. Yeah, it makes it hard to even like respond to somebody who you feel like might be a a spouse. You know, you have a hard time reacting if you get so involved with it because it, you're wired to want to look at something quick and easy instead of actually putting a relationship. And I will. Say I am grateful also that even though I had that problem for a long time, I I went through a situation with a girlfriend of mine who. We really clicked, I would say. Like it was something that showed me that there was a reason for meeting this person. She opened up another part of my life that made me really look deep inside myself, and it changed who I was. Um, unfortunately, because of the situation that she had in her life, we could not become a, a, a couple. She ended up going separate ways than I did, and it hurt me hard. And it made it hard for me to have a relationship afterwards. But it gave me a lot of time to reflect on who I was as a person and build myself up as a man. And I made the conscious choice that I was no longer going to just date for the sake of dating. I've been five years celibate on purpose. I might have had a date here or there, but I, I'm, I try my best to keep from getting into that situation where I'm going to de desecrate myself again as a, a temple of God that we're supposed to emulate, keeping from going into that lifestyle that many, many men get into thinking that it's okay. It's just one time. No, it's no, it's you're sharing your soul with somebody else. And I was very grateful for the teaching mom gave me as a child. And to any other mother out there who might have a spouse who's dealing with this issue as well, do not forget the power you have as a mother to help your children through this. Teach them as they're young. When they grow up, they will not depart from it. That is so true. The, the lessons my mom taught me and the, the example that she showed as being that wife who even though my dad did things that he should never have done, she still was there for him even though they had to go through a divorce. She still was there to help him through it. She was his friend. They, they communicated very well together. And um, when he was able to go to the doctors and get the healing from the chelation, like he was very knowledgeable about medical stuff. So when he finally recognized what was going on, he went and got chelation therapy and he removed a lot of the heavy metals from his body. And he is a totally different person today than he was back then. 
So even though he had that damage on us as children, we still gave him. And now I have a relationship with my dad that might not be the most um, Christian or perfect. You know, he's not something that I would say I had a great father figure growing up. But I can say that my relationship now is I respect him. He did a lot for us in our life. Even with his pitfalls, he, he always worked to provide for us. He put a roof over our heads. He was the one who told my mom she was going to homeschool us because he didn't want us getting indoctrinated by the schools. He was the one that taught my mom about the vaccination dangers, and he, he opened her up to all the, the things that were going on with our government that we're talking about today as our daily conversations. So he protected us so much in our life, and that I will always love him for. And I'm hoping that in the future we can develop this relationship that we missed out on as children. Amen. It's so good that you have recognized that, Nathan. You know, we're all broken in one way or another, and nobody's perfect. And but yet you you're celebrating those good things about your dad, and you're you're still providing a a blessing to him, you know, and what he sees in you. Mm-hmm. Too. So. And here's another thing that people have to realize that you might not know about someone. I didn't find out till later that he had similar things happen to him when he was a child. So that generational sin does happen. Yes. And if I was a child not knowing his history, you know, you can blame somebody all you want, but how much of a product do you have of his own? Um, I don't know the details of his, but from what I was told by my mother, it was similar. You know, it's a great point too. You know, how, how, we, we have to admit that we don't know everything about everyone. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we can't ever just go assuming that we understand why they are the way that they are. And, you know, that's one thing that that's a great thing about of Christ. You know what I'm saying? Is that he can work on those lives and he can set them off in that other direction because God does know what took place in their life. You know, and yes. that's one, you know, one thing is that I, I generally try not to assume or judge anybody when they come to me with anything, because like you said, we don't know what transpired two minutes earlier, much less 10 years earlier, 50 right. years earlier. And we know how, well, I guess you would say society as a whole doesn't really understand exactly just how powerful those early childhood experiences are when it comes through dictating the rest of their lives. And we look at these parents who are teaching their kids that being homosexual is fine and dancing in front of a bunch of people is okay. And men dressing up as women is okay and transgenderism okay. That, that's going to affect their entire life. That's going to be a hard thing to break from them. So we have to have patience with them. We know what they're going through and understand that they might not know the, the immorality of what they're doing because of what they were exposed to as children. And we have to show them this. We have to show them that this is God's desires are for us. This is his commandments for us. And he has reasons behind them. They're not just rules for the sake of rules. There are rules there to protect us from the ills of this world. Yeah, and God's way is always so much better than ours and you know yes. I, can, I can honestly I mean, say that those experiences i had as a child too it really allowed me to think in a different way than most people i see somebody who commits an act and people start persecuting for them and i can say what was the mental toxicity what were they exposed to in their environment what was a childhood like i want to measure what their mindset is and why they are the way they are before i put judgment upon them because you don't know no, and the, and the first thing to breaking family curses is acknowledging what those curses are. You know what I'm saying? And that's our responsibility um, going forward to break those in the future. But you have to think too, is that even no matter what happened, you know, 
you ended up with a part of your father and a part of your mother when they conceived you. You know what I'm saying? So you got your mother. And it's very similar to my relationship. It's like I got my father's strength. I got my mother's devotion to Christ and, and spirituality. Yeah. You know, so you combine those two strengths together. You know what I'm saying? And you can go off and conquer every one of those family sins. And to the point where your children are never going to have to experience that themselves moving forward. And that's the biggest thing I look forward to one day is that if God does bless me with a chance to, to do it over again, I have a, a woman in my life that I can start a family with that I can be that example of a fatherly Christian that my kids can look up to and I can break those curses and I can say, no, this is how we are as people. And this is how we are as Christians. We want you to, to emulate Christ. I will train you up in the best way that I can. And it's up to you to make a decision because you will answer for your own actions, whether it's by me or by God. I want to teach my children the wonders of this world. There are so many beautiful things out there. And I know there's so many destructive things and so many evil and ugly things that we see every day. But you have to understand, I'm also somebody who goes out in the wilderness off my jobs. I see things in nature that just blow your mind. I've had experiences in my life that I see the hand of God protecting me. I've come close to death more times than I can count with wild animals. And it's just like, yes, Father, thank you very much for getting me through that. And the excitement that I have is like, I appreciate that experience. I hope that I can live long enough to tell my family about it. <laughs> so. God's going to bless you with some great things, brother, man. There, there, man, you, any kid would be lucky to have you as a father. I've gotten to know you pretty well over the last year, man. I consider you an absolute brother. And you, you're, you. you're just a good, well-rounded person. And I know things about you that you won't talk about that many people don't know. But trust me, guys, he is a legit Christian, beautiful soul. And part of that is his humility for not wanting to talk about this. And I'm not going to. But I am going to brag about you, man. You, you <laughs> have a genuine heart. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. You can see the light in your eyes, Nathan. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you can see the tears in my eyes right now, but yeah. they're, ref they're reflecting the light. <laughs> yeah, they're reflecting the light. <laughs> this is touching, though. This is, I'm, I'm blessed. I can honestly say, throughout all the struggles in my life, I feel blessed to have had this experience and have had that mother that I had in my life. And had the people around me who helped me see what it is to be a man that I can try to pass it on to the future generations, the forefathers before us who, who fought so hard to give us a chance to live. Yeah. Oh, you can see it, man. He's got the spirit. You know, Nathan, you're, you're, you're an amazing person, man, and I'm thankful that you shared this testimony or, you know, this part of this testimony, too, because a lot of people are afraid to talk about this. But like I say, <laughs> we, we see the guy that you are today, a beautiful soul, a caring person, a humble man, loves his country, loves people genuinely. I mean, I see all the good things that you do and the kind things that you say to the people. You know, you are about what God represents. And like I said, I think we are blessed to know you. Yes. No, I agree. Oh. I've, been, I've been saying that since he came on for his first sound check a couple of weeks ago. What a blessing you are, man. <laughs> what a blessing you are. Uh, and it, and you're one of the, I think you're one of the youngest guys around here in Bards Nation, aren't you? You look, you, you seem like one of our younger guys. It's so good to have young I guys. I believe I might Christ. be at least three, so. <laughs> yeah, you're the, one of the younger guys. Yeah, you're. 
feel yeah. like a reverse dinosaur in this group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> so it's nice to have a young guy um, professing his love and faith for the Lord. Uh, we need we need more guys your age. And, uh, well, you and you'll be bringing you up some younger uh, guys too. <laughs> yeah, that bridge to the other younger generation. I'm hoping that more people can get attached to this this family of podcasts to see what it is to grow as a Christian in these podcasts. Um, the more people that I get exposed to it, the better off this country will be. That's for sure. You guys have been the light in this darkness. And I guess the saying goes, the darker things become, the more you see the light. Yeah. Very true. The brighter the light shots. Um, you can imagine how, how worried I was coming on to this, speaking about this issue, given how touchy it is. But I'm doing this hoping that there might be other members out there who are suffering through similar things, similar things. and through this testimony can get a little nudge to, to get escaping, escape from that grasp or whatever it is that's hurting them. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, that's a lie from the enemy right there. He wants you to be quiet. He doesn't want you to share this kind of thing. He doesn't want us to help each other. So, you know, praise God that you came on here and talked about it. And if people, you know, are upset by it, you know, we'll just pray for them too. So that's right. Yeah. I mean, anyone that's any person that says they're not a sinner is a liar and you're sinning. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Where, where did I hear that on? Was it your show, Duncan? It was it somebody has it may said have been, it may if, have been my show. If you're uh if you find a perfect church. Don't go. Don't there. go to it. You're just gonna yeah. ruin it. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> gonna ruin it. Exactly. That was our show. <laughs> uh, I thought that was that was one of the best things I've heard in the last couple of weeks. Because you're yeah. right. You know, everybody, everybody, all you Christians are hypocrites. And I was like, you know, yeah, it's true. We are. You Christians are horrible gossipers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we are. We are. Yeah, <laughs> we're all sinners. That's yeah. that, we, we are. We are. <laughs> we realize know? we need it. Yep. We need help. If yeah. we weren't sinners, then we wouldn't have needed Jesus. And that's the only reason why he came is because we couldn't be perfect. Yeah. So exactly. You know, Nathan, I was going to say something when you were talking um, earlier. Um, there's a group, I don't know, and this is probably good information for everyone out here listening. Is that, I don't know if you've heard of, there's, the, it's called the Samson's Society. And it's, I've not uh, heard of that. No. Yep. And there's a, a woman, a women one too, that's um, comparable to that. I think it's called the Rahab Society, but it's uh, a group that's um, not just this type of struggle, but um, other kinds of struggles, but it's a really good uh, way to get support from, you know, other Christian men and, and what they struggle with. And there's chapters all over the United States. And we have, uh, we've got one here in Minnesota and I've, I know a couple of my friends that have gone through that and they, they have stayed friends and, and are still in small groups with these men, you know, to this day, even years and years later. And it's a really good program. You can, you know, uh, look them up on the internet. You can find, they're all over the place, but it's called the Samson Society. Check it out. Very cool. See what it's about. Uh, Mary, you asked um, a while back for um, something that, like a, a phrase or a verse that emulates my my life that I, I recognize a yes. lot. Yes. 
Were you able to post them on there? Yep, I can do that right now. Okay, great. Thanks. Duncan, well, you I probably the, appreciate I have the Bible verse. Bible verse. I'll do that first. Duncan, you probably appreciate this one since you are familiar with some Latin too. Oh, yeah. There, there was a part of me that had always tried to be an example to everybody else. So even though I knew that I was a fallen person, there was that chance that I can help somebody else and bring them up. So there was some matter that I adopted from my own life is optimum de chiris per exemplo. And roughly it translates to is best to lead by example. Um, I awesome. try to do that every single day. I try to be a good example to those around me. Um, even though sometimes you fall into the the social aspect where you might throw a curse word every once in a while and you catch yourself and you're like, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. It happens and I'm immediately like, yeah. sorry, Father. Yeah, sorry, God. <laughs> um, but then there's another verse that I, I shared with Mary and she's posting right now. Um, Jeremiah 20, 11 through 13. And I don't know it word for word, but would you mind reading that out? Sure. Um, this is from the ESV translation. But the Lord is with me as a dread warrior. Therefore, my persecutors will stumble. They will not overcome me. They will be greatly shamed, for they will not succeed. Their eternal dishonor will never be forgotten. O Lord of hosts, who tests the righteous, who sees the heart and the mind, let me see your vengeance upon them, for to you I have committed my cause. Sing to the Lord, praise the Lord, for he has delivered the life of the needy from the hand of the evildoers. It's Jeremiah 20, 11 to 13. I think we can all say that we recognize that God is our warrior. Yes. Amen. And through what we're struggles we're going through today, I put my faith in that verse that he will be there when this is all over and he will win. Amen. Amen. You know, it makes it a little easier. Can you imagine right now? Um, we're all going through the same chaos in this world. Can you imagine right now not having that relationship with Christ? How completely stressed out and angry and we'd be so many negative emotions. It's looking to God. It's like, okay, we're going to get through this. You're with me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times in the last six months I've said, I'm so happy for the word. I don't know where I would be without it. I would just be so lost and confused. I'd still be depressed. I'd still be angry, mad. Um, but yeah, can you imagine not living with the word? I, I, I do. I, I really feel sorry. And I pray for a lot of people that don't have Jesus in their heart because I, I can't imagine going on life without having that right now in today's not world. I can't imagine it. And I wouldn't want to. And it's, you know, obviously that's the biggest reason why I'll never go back being a heathen like I was. I just, I'm really happy with where I'm at, man. It is so good to have someone's arms wrapped around me all the time. Just loving me. Amen. Amen to that. It is, you know, it's like, does get a whole lot easier. And, you know, just remember how, how lost I was. Didn't recognize, you know, why I was in a bad mood, why I was in a good mood, what I was doing wrong. But now it's all comes into perspective. You immediately realize what you're doing wrong, why you're doing wrong, how you yeah. can be better, how you can serve God better, how you can help other people. And it just naturally comes with that relationship. You know, um, Nathan, you were you, you were like I was, you know, before you had Christ in your life, you were still a good person. You still cared about other people, you know, so that match, it's a match made in heaven. <laughs> it's a match made in heaven. You know, we find God and it's like he just hones your your goodness into something worthwhile. 
because before God, life was nothing but eat, sleep, work, and repeat. But now life has meaning. Yeah, that's exactly right. You have, you're an adrifted person in the world when you're by yourself. But when you have God in your life, you try to focus it toward his task for you. And that gives you a purpose. You strive to that purpose and it makes you feel fulfilled. It really does. Um, these past couple of years, I have felt the most fulfilled I have ever felt because I have recognized what was going on and that I am doing everything I can that I feel led to do to be in this battle where he wants me to be. Right. You know, like Paulette said last week, if people think it's boring being a Christian, they don't, they're not doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Very true. Exactly. <laughs> As well said, Paulette, well said. Um, and here's a shout out to Punky and her um, path with her children too. Uh, I can tell people from my own experiences that as a homeschooled child, um, one of the biggest benefits I had was I had people in my life who were of all ages, from young to old to elderly, uh, to help share that wisdom as the old person coming in. But you can mention to the young child and also have that instilled upon you even better because we learn from teaching just as much as we learn from listening. So yeah, as a homeschooler, when you have access to elder people, they share that wisdom, they share that strength with you because you don't have that as a child. And it's in a school system, you're around your peers all the time. They're all the same age as you. They have been through similar circumstances, most likely are only as advanced as you are in life. They're going to have a whole different perspective and uh, well to pull from than a person who's been through a lot of life. They'll give you wisdom, not just knowledge. Yeah. So when you found God, when you found Jesus, um, did God sweep a lot of your old friends out of the way and replace them with new ones? Because that happened in my life. Like when I found God, literally God removed all the poison from my life and ended up bringing me like a Jeff Arena, you and Conley and all of you got, you know what I'm saying? So we literally, you know, I was bummed too. I was like, oh my goodness, I don't have any friends anymore. And then all of a sudden I ended up having the greatest friends ever. You know, so he literally removed the poison and then replaced it with righteous friends and family. Uh, I think in a big way he did. Um, it was more of a slower process, though. Just seeing my peers making the choices they were making. I was in a band for a little while. I played guitar and I was in a, uh, a rock band, you'd say. And when they started getting into smoking pot and drinking alcohol a lot, because they were a couple of years older than me, so they could go to these parties. And I'm like, I don't want to be that person it just felt wrong and even though it, being 16 years old when they're 18 years old and going to a party and playing in a show um, and they've all gotten drunk afterwards and you were taught differently and you just watch them from a distance you're saying they all look like they're having fun until they're by themselves and then you see that depression hit their face and the thoughts the dark thoughts hit their face like i don't want to be there now i was so grateful i never had that desire to drink in excess. Um, and I think what helped me was that God also gave me the talent of playing the violin. Um, from when I was 13 years old when I started the violin, and even though I never played it in an orchestra of any note, it was, it was my go-to to escape and to have my meditation, my, my quiet time, just focus on something beautiful. So when I lost a guitar, I started picking up more on my violin and just playing for myself. It was wonderful. Um, and it's helped me just develop different parts of my life that you don't have without music. Yeah. It is 
that's what I used to calm down and relax to. Matter of fact, it's every night. Living like, what are you doing tonight? I hope you're going to play some music and relax because I'm not a very good musician. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things that literally just takes my mind away from everything. Mm-hmm. And violin, that's impressive. I love, I love <laughs> the, the violin, the fiddle. I, no, I don't care how you play. Nathan, What's that, that's one of my favorite instruments. You didn't tell me that, Nathan. Yeah, I, I don't. Well, I guess that the secret is out now. But yeah, uh, so, so, what are you playing <laughs> yeah. tonight for us? We're gonna. Yeah, I was just I gonna have, say. Did you bring it? <laughs> Unfortunately, well, we to tell you that part. <laughs> in the situation I'm at right now, I don't have a place where I can really play with good acoustics, and I haven't touched it for months. Well, you're outside. You could put a hat out and probably make some money as we're doing this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story though. For the uh, for the violin itself, the only reason why I got into the violin was because my mom had my two sisters start in the Suzuki method. So she had to have her own violin to play with them. Now, I wasn't taking those lessons because I was doing other things. I was a little bit older and I had other projects, but I started hearing her play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star on the violin, my sisters. And that part of me of being the big brother was like, I could do that. So I started playing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. The teacher heard me. And the teacher said, you're taking lessons from now on. Okay. Nice. That was just a grace of God just giving me that one person hearing it that needed to hear it. And they said, you're taking lessons. I'm the only one that stuck with it. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. So. I'm the opposite. I'm like, hear the most insane hard song to play. I'm like, I'm going to get a bass. I'm going to learn how to play this. Oh, awesome. well, do you have your music thing going, Duncan? Are you going to do a music show? We have to keep Moonwolf in mind yeah, for we, uh, no, yeah, we, we are going to be exactly. You shouldn't okay. have said anything, brother. We're going to bring you on and fiddle. Yeah, I, I got yeah. I got the pipes, we got um guitars, basses that are going to be coming in. It's going to be a great little like Zoom musical. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, we'll, if we'll if, see. Because if you're going to have a band <laughs> in Texas, yes. <laughs> And yeah, as you can tell, I'm a very shy person at some parts of my life. So that's something that <laughs> that's okay. I think we all are at some point. You could call the band Moose. We won't criticize yeah, Zoom you backwards. Hard. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> now we've got we have a there's a, a lot of talent in the whole Bards Nation spectrum. Yeah. Of I sure. mean, everything from cooks to musicians to engineers. I mean, you name it. You know, I don't think there's a there's a, a skill that is missed inside Bards Nation. No, I think we're all well, you do set, we're all set for when you we do start know what that means, right, Duncan? What's that? You do know what that means, right? What's that mean? We have enough to start our own community. Come on, we have to get the property and start bringing everybody together. Yeah. <laughs> one, of my, one of my goals. That was been one of my goals for years and years and years. Let's if, if Liv and I could do it the way we wanted to, we would get like sixty acres of land and be like anyone that wants to build, come on. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Sounds great. I'm bringing my cats. Perfect. Bring the cats, <laughs> man. I'll bring my border collie to herd your cats. And don't forget the, the chickens. You gotta, yeah, bring the, you gotta bring the rooster, Ron. For sure. Yeah. And then, I'll need someone. Healing coo farina. Can't forget a healing coo farina. There's no guinea, no guinea hens, please, though. No guinea hens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I should complain oh. about them. They take care of the ticks really well. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I thank you so much for coming on here tonight and talking and opening yourself up. And it is a difficult topic. And like I said, it's the bravest thing a person can do is to, you know, open themselves up and be vulnerable for the sake of others. 
So. And I appreciate you guys having me. And Duncan, thank you for being here for that, man. Man, my, my pleasure. Like I said, it's an honor. These, you know, I, I love all of our podcasters. Um, this show is just very special to me because of what the format is. You know, the testimonies, the coming to God, the praying. I mean, there's this is this was well needed, you know. So I'm gonna just throw a, a quick little shout out to uh, Mary, Ron, and Burke for doing this, guys. This show has been absolutely phenomenal. We all look forward to it every single Friday. You're doing a great job, and you're doing a phenomenal service for our Lord. And Mary, you've got a great, you've got a radio voice, like a perfect female radio voice. I don't know if anybody said that to you yet or not. She does. <laughs> well, I had maybe that's why I got it was so screwed up trying to get it going in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> because you're over at Target. <laughs> that's right. Thank you for your kind words. That really blessed me. Yes, thank you, Duncan. It's all it's all God here, that's for sure. Absolutely. So if I can, I want to get into salvation tonight. Um, we've got some people that are here in our live chat. And I don't know each and every one of you personally. There are some that I do know, some that I don't know. Um, but if there's anyone there in the group here live that has not been saved yet and you would like to uh, be born again tonight, receive salvation, please call in. I've got our call-ins uh, open so you can call in now if you like and I've got a prayer of surrender we can read together and also I would like to read Romans 10 9 as we're waiting for anyone who would like to call in tonight Romans 10 9 states that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. So if you like what God has done in Moonwolf's life, and you would like that too, and you're ready to call upon the Lord, don't hesitate. Go ahead and hit that call in button now. And uh, we'll waste a few, but please call in. We've got a verse that you can repeat and become saved today. But if you have not called in or you're listening to this as a recording, that's okay too. You can simply confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. And if you truly believe that in your heart, then you are saved. It's that easy. This is a conversation that you can have privately with just you and Jesus. Find yourself a quiet place. There are no right words. There are no wrong words. You can also say this prayer of surrender. Now, um, the prayer of surrender, I'll say, but uh, you can find this on our Telegram page. This is an official Godcast testimonies and salvation page on Telegram. Also, of course, you can find Romans 10.9 in the Bible. If you don't have one, that's fine. Send me an email at thisisanofficialgodcast at gmail.com, and I will send you a Bible. So if I can, let me read this prayer of surrender. And if you are listening to this on a recording, you can just pause it up and repeat it sentence after sentence. Dear God, I come before you today with a humble heart and surrender my life to you. I believe that Jesus Christ was born free of sin, died on the cross as a payment for my own sin, and rose three days later. I believe in your gift of salvation and eternal life because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. God, today I repent and turn my old way of life, turn away from my old way of life. Today I ask for new life 
through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, for forgiving me and making me brand new. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, so please, if you would like to receive salvation, if you'd like to be born again, and you've missed the live call, that's fine. You can get in touch with me or Mary at this is an official Godcast at gmail.com. Leave your phone number. We'll call you up. We can do this on the phone. We can do it in person. We can do it over an email. We'll do it any way you like it. Anything we can do to help you, please reach out to us. We're family. We love you. We're here for you. Okay, uh, Mary, have you seen any prayer requests come through? I have not, but I have. Um, I paid attention to a couple things that were were said. So okay, well, let's give a prayer for Jeff for health. Jeff, brother, we love you, and we'll uh, we'll have you co-host up here. Um, maybe we'll get you to come back and do salvation. Uh, one of the things that I spoke about a couple of weeks ago, and I and I wanted to get back into that too and reiterate as well, is something that we all need to do as Christians, be very comfortable with helping bring somebody to the Lord. So be comfortable asking that question. Are you ready to receive Jesus today? You know, is, is today the day you want to seek salvation? Are you ready to be born again? There's a million ways we could say it, but we just want to be comfortable saying it. So if there is anyone that's listening that would like to come on the show just to do the salvation part, just so you could maybe come up to speed or become a little bit more comfortable with it. Uh, if you haven't noticed, I did it probably the first five or six shows. And then once I got comfortable with it and it, and, and I, I felt really good doing it, then I passed that torch on to Mary. Mary's gotten pretty comfortable. We're going to be passing that torch on to Mike. We're all going to get really comfortable with it. We want you to get comfortable with it too. Um, you know, we can't win this war unless we get everyone fighting the same battle. So uh, we all need and to I'll, uh, I'll make that. sure to bully him a little bit to do it. <laughs> And that person helps. But we all have that one person in our life that we love, that we absolutely love, that does not know God. And just imagine, imagine yourself in heaven without that one person, just because we didn't talk to him, just because we didn't have that conversation that we all need to have. So please do so. Um, and if there's anything that Mary and myself, Mike, Duncan, Jeff, any of us, anything that we can all do to help you, please give us a call. We're here for you. Yeah, you know, I've been thinking about actually making some new design kilted Christian t-shirts on the back that says, can I pray with you? That's oh, awesome. That was, that Just, would be really that'd be nice. Awesome. Yeah, walk around town with that. Can I pray with you? Oh, See, yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, Mary, were there yes. any questions in chat that people were asking about anything in particular that I can answer? In a I didn't see any questions. I did see a lot okay. of comments of support for you and um, you're sharing um, this whole thing tonight. Um, a lot of love for you. Thank you. So you should know that. I guess something's a little bit uh, to look forward to is that Conley show. Give us a laugh, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Conley always is great at bringing in a laugh on a bad day. Always. Even if he's in a bad mood, he'll make you laugh. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> okay. We might actually we might make it tonight. 
maybe. We're almost there. Mary, do you want to finish us off with a good prayer? Give sure. us a good closing prayer. And we'll play some music okay. and we'll head over to Cunley's. Okay. Lord, thank you. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for Nathan. Thank you that you've moved against his heart and his mind that he'd want to come on here and share something that was so personal, but yet so needed. And Lord, I pray that whatever was said tonight, that it goes forth in your will and in your purpose, and that it will bring someone closer to you. You're amazing, God. You're amazing. We praise you and we thank you. I also want to lift up, um, there was a person who posted in the chat, um, I think their name was Song, Scripture, and My Thoughts, I think. And she's got two prodigal grandsons. And, you know, I'm not telling you anything, Lord, that you don't already know but just doing it for the benefit here of others as we come in alignment together. We lift those grandsons up to you right now. And we pray the blood of Jesus over them. And we pray that they will be drawn to you in some way. You can reach anybody, Lord. We know that. And so I pray a peace upon this person's heart for their grandkids. And you know, I've, I've got a special place in my heart for that too right now. So I, I just pray whatever it takes over them. And this person also mentioned that the mother has gotten a lot closer to you over the years, Lord. And so we praise you and we thank you for that. We thank you that you work through our mess. I also want to lift up Jeff tonight and just his health, Lord. We, we pray a blessing upon him right now and physically, mentally, spiritually. We just pray your spirit into him right now. Just anything that would not be operating in the way that it would was created to physically we just pray the lord jesus christ we pray in his authority we pray in your authority lord that blood vessels would be working accordingly muscles would be working like they were made to you know breathing you know all of the 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 circulatory system anything that's you know has gone askew, Lord. We just praise you for how you can turn that all around. And so we'll just come in alignment with that and we'll accept that and we receive it. We receive it on Jeff's behalf right now, all of us do. And we praise you and thank you for him. Thank you for his heart too. I also wanna thank you for your sacrifice, Jesus. This weekend is, you know, we, we thank you for that every day of the 
of the year. There are some times of the year it becomes more prominent in our minds. And so, you know, whatever that means to someone, uh, you know, for timing or, you know, whatever, we just, we're just going to praise you and thank you for your sacrifice. And I don't care if it was on a Sunday or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. So I just thank you for that, Lord. And it's everything to us. And we also pray that that sacrifice, that, that knowledge of that sacrifice would penetrate in someone's heart right now, someone's heart that has heard this testimony tonight, who's maybe been fellowshipping with us, maybe is curious, maybe has got some questions. I just, I know, Lord, that how you work in people and how you can wrestle with them. And we, we pray that you just won't let them alone. <laughs> Someone said earlier to me, Lord, that um, you, just, you just come after us. So we praise you and we thank you for that. And Lord, we just uh, want to also pray a blessing over all of our, if, if we have gatherings this weekend with our families, we just, we just want you to be the center of it. And so let everything that is said and done be fine to you, all of it. And I also want to lift up my own family to you. I want to lift up my little, my little Elysian. And thank you, Lord, for him. And I know you're working in the situation, so it's all going to turn out the way that you will it. So bless him. Bless both of my sons. Bring him home. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Mary. That was beautiful, Mary. Nathan Mooney. Yes, sir. God How bless you, you, sir. Thank you so much for your testimony. Thank you for joining us uh, tonight. If you ever want, if you want to ever come back and um, do the salvation part, we can uh, we can talk about that and set it up. We'll just have you come in as a call in or as a Zoom again and. Um, You'd be kind of like a co-host and then you could do that if you'd like to in the future um something that we always that we got to get uh practice up on and get really good at that's a great idea so uh yeah, thank you nathan i'm really glad that you're here nathan it was really good to see you um and young man like you i'm really proud of you thank you sir appreciate it Bob. Yeah. and mary and duncan all of you and this I thank all the people in this family because you have had a big impact on my life. This is my church. This is my, my community that I go to. What a beautiful my Christian family. fellowship. We can say the same about you, brother, man. You bring a lot into our lives as well, man. And we certainly appreciate it. We, we're blessed. Yes, very much so. Thank you. Uh, so just a couple of announcements before we end out uh, next week. We are going to have 
Dustin Nemos from the Nemos News Network. <laughs> Next week, 7 p.m. Eastern time here on Podbean if you want to be here for the live chat. And the week after that, we have Jack the Bridge coming in. Jack Tard with the Jack the Bridge podcast. Jack Tard will be here on the 21st, April 21st, given his testimony. So you don't want to miss those two. Those are going to be awesome. Uh, and Punky will be on that night, too. Yes. I will not. Punky will be back. You're going to be missing. Yeah. Punky will be back. I will be gone that night. Holy, th holy. I think we're going to have to give Punky an award. She's been here more times than anyone aside from the <laughs> you and Burke. She might get an award. <laughs> we'll have to award her the uh, Golden Flamethrower trophy. <laughs> right. love that. But it better work. It better be a real one. <laughs> yeah. With sound effects and everything, it'll be beautiful. Yeah. Okay, my Golden dearest driver. friends. My dearest friends, let us not forget we are here for one reason and one reason only, and that is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior. So if there's anyone in your life that you love that does not know God, please share this with him. Share this with that person. Send this podcast over to them. Give their ears a little listen. Let's see what happens. You never know. Amen. Thank you, Ron. You're welcome. All right, I'm going to close out with some music unless anybody else has anything else. Anybody? I just want to thank you for inviting me on, especially with, with Nathan. It's, it's been a great show, man. And Nathan, thank you so much, man, for that testimony. Unbelievable. And once again, thank you guys for giving people the platform to give their testimony, which is going to reach millions of people. This is, this, like I said, your show is amazing. Thank you. I look Duncan. forward to the Fest that. where I get to see you all in person. Yeah, I know. Me too. Hey, and so there's a little funny story about that. So okay. when we came on the on the Zoom, that's the first time I saw Nathan, right, in mm. person since well, since Bards Fest. And I was, <laughs> I discovered that he was one of the cowboys I danced with. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, Mary. Have you ever danced with a moon wolf in the pale moonlight? <laughs> I asked that upon all I my prey. I just crazy. went up. I just went up. He was. I had a cowboy hat on, a long sleeve shirt, and I went up and I just said, "Do you want to dance?" And I, I didn't wait for an answer. I just pulled him out. And... <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Sometimes we need a yeah, little bit of uh, encouragement to get out on that floor too. So thank you. <laughs> yep. It's awesome. Yep. Well, family, thank you, and I, I hope everybody has a wonderful time listening to the other members of this community. Um, Duncan, I'm looking forward to And Duncan, oh. thank you so much for joining us, yeah. especially on okay. short notice. I gave I, I gave Duncan, for the listeners, just so you know, I gave Duncan about 15 minutes notice. <laughs> hey, do you want to co-host for the show tonight? He just jumps in on two feet, man. That's what I love about Duncan, man. He's yeah. just like, I am That's all deep. in, brother. I am there. I love it. Thank you so much. Have a good time talking about God. <laughs> I know, right? That's right? What an awesome show. Thank you, Duncan. Thank you, Nathan. Thank, Thank you, you, Ron. You're welcome. Thank Bye you, guys. Ronnie. <laughs> All right. Tell them.
Jesus, greatest love I found, all about Jesus, Jesus, he turned my life around, he's my savior, he's my friend, Jesus, Jesus, when they ask me the meaning of living, I'm gonna tell them, tell them when they ask me the secret of this joy that's overflowing i'll tell them i'm gonna tell them it's all about jesus jesus greatest love i found all about jesus jesus he turned my life around This is good news, good news, good for you and me. This is good news, good news, come on and believe. This is good news, good news, oh you love me. Jesus, Jesus, it's all about Jesus, Jesus. Greatest love I found, all about Jesus, Jesus. He turned my life around. Oh, he's my savior, he's my friend, Jesus, my Jesus. Let my whole life find you, Jesus. Jesus. All right, that's a wrap, folks. And the spirit of Good Friday, it is finished. Yes. <laughs> Good night. All right, Love we'll you. see you next week. Good night, guys. Love you. <laughs>